praise the Lord. Yesterday, my, my iPad uh, malfunctioned. Today, it's working okay. I think you people prayed very hard for me. To God be the glory. Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you again for the privilege and opportunity we have to share your word. What a blessing to hear your word. We trust you to teach us, trust you to help us to hear you and to understand you. In Jesus' name we pray. Okay, we are going to do a recap a little bit so we can, uh, so we can uh, you know, go from where we stopped last night and see how far we go. You know, the topic that we have, Christ, my life, like I said, it's not something you can do in two days. It's, it's just Christianity, that's it. Christ, my life. There is no other story we have to tell. We don't have any other life except the life of Jesus. And the Bible says, if you don't have his spirit, you don't belong to him. So this is really Christianity summarized right here. And then, like I said, it has all ramifications that goes with it. But we have to, uh, within the time we have, be able by the spirit of God, just do the things he gave us to say. Some of them will emphasize because we need to emphasize them. Some of them we will illustrate so that we can understand it better. Text is Colossians 3, 4. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Now, let's just do a recap. We said that our sinful nature, the laws of Moses could not change it. And that was the main problem that mankind had, the sinful nature, the nature of sin and Satan that we acquired from Adam. So in Romans chapter 8, verse 3, for God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish. So we're saying that people who are preaching the law and depending on the law, we just leave people in continuous bondage. There's no freedom from that. Freedom comes from you shall know the truth. And who is the truth? Jesus is the truth. Freedom comes from knowing the truth. Comes from knowing Jesus. The Bible says, the Bible said, uh, you know, except the Son sets us free. It's only the Son that can set us free. The Son, only Him. So what the law could was unable to accomplish because of because the law was limited by the weakness of that human nature. See, the law could not handle this human nature. Yet God sent us his son in human form. He came in human form. He came as a human being. He came in human form to identify with human weakness. Clothed with humanity, God's son gave his body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. Verse 4. So now every righteous requirement of the law can now be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. Fulfilled through Christ living his life in us. Remember, the Bible says we can do all things through who? Christ, who is our strength. Living his life in us. And we are now free. The Son has set us free to live not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. So you can see what God did. That what the Lord couldn't do, he sent his son to do, so that his son in living in us, in giving us this new life, he's now the one living, Christ becomes our life. He's the one that walk in us to will and to do. And then the strength and power to do these things is also coming from him. So we are now free. We are no more under the um, bondage of sin or anything. Now, and then we say that God created a new person. It's not too complicated. God created a new person. In John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born, what? Again. 
except a man be born again. You can't, you can't get, you can't, you can't, you can't, if you like, obey all the whole laws. If you're not born again, that's it. That human nature is in you. And don't forget that the man that Jesus talked to was a man that Jesus himself said. He's not a human being. God himself said about him. This is an Israelite in whom there is no guile. God chose that man to show us that you can't behave yourself out of this thing. If it was something like that, then Nicodemus would have qualified. But Jesus said to him, no, even though you have no guile, but except a man is what? Born again. So Jesus answered and said unto him, very, very, I said unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I saw unto you, he repeated it. He repeated it. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, while I'm preaching here, I want you to listen to this. While I'm preaching here, the Lord will be healing people. While I'm preaching, you don't have to worry, don't worry about it. You'll be healing people. While I'm just preaching, talking the word of God. Now, so um, it says in verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You know, water is word of God, spirit is the spirit of God. That's why we're baptized into Christ by the spirit of God. It's the act of the spirit of God. So verse is that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. It's a spiritual circumcision. I'm happy I'm talking to women because you've had babies. I remember when Kenichku was born, and then he was circumcised by my friend, Dr. Chike, as a surgeon. So while he was doing this circumcision, my wife was crying. And Chike said, ah, <laughs> we're trying to beautify your son. You couldn't control her. She was crying, so we <laughs> were circumcising the son. I said, don't worry about it. That's, that, that's, that's how we mean that. So we, you understand circumcision. Do you, what I'm saying is not strange to you. So Colossians 2.11, in whom also you were circumcised. You can have that picture of circumcision, understand what the Holy Spirit is saying. You are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. That's the work of the Spirit of God. That's why you are born of the Spirit. In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. That's what we were saying yesterday, that God, created, God took leopard that couldn't change his skin and made him a sheep that can now follow a shepherd. So in, in creating this new man in Colossians, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he has become now a what? A new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Then the Bible says that we are created to be like God. We have his nature. We have his nature. We have his nature. We have his nature. We have his life. We are created to be like God. That's why we're called sons of God. We are created to be like God. Unfortunately, the church has not taught these things very well. So people have just turned into religious churchgoers, Pentecostal churchgoers. All we do is looking for an anointed man of God. If you hear he's in New York, everybody goes to New York. If it's Philadelphia, did you hear he's in Philadelphia? Everybody troops there. It's not supposed to be so. If we know who we are and what God has done, you don't need all that. You don't need all that. Because God has so created you, fortified you, empowered you that you become really indestructible. 
God said, I'm, this thing I'm creating, he said, let me teach these principalities of powers. Let them see my wisdom in distant and view. But like I said, if you're like me, growing up as a Christian, all I had was obey God, obey, 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 obey. Nobody taught me about Christ. Nobody taught me about faith in him that my obedience derives from the strength he gives me through which I do all things. Nobody taught all of that. So I ended up just a bunch of churchgoers, never changed. How can you change without Christ? It's not possible. How can anybody change without Jesus? He said, without me, you can do nothing. Nobody taught me about Jesus that my life has to be depended on him from beginning to the end. Nobody. I was so frustrated. Never got my prayers answered. Never. I never saw victory. My house was a house of sickness. You know, my wife will preach about it. Sickness all over the place. And the, I saw the devil in the vision laughing at me. It was a spirit of poverty. Me laughing at me with scorn because I was ignorant. Born again, yeah, but it totally, I didn't know Christ, the Savior. I didn't even understand what born again means. I didn't even know what salvation means. What just say we are saved? Saved from what? I didn't know. I just obey, obey, and then zealous, zealous, running all over the place. We were so poor, we didn't have food. I'm telling you the truth of my experience. Nobody taught me the way to victory is fit. I didn't know that. God saw our heart and began to teach me this himself. But he taught me all this. I, I learned from God, born in the midnight oil, pre, studying the scriptures. And God introduced me to people who understand these things. And I started to learn from their books and things. I started practicing it. And I saw it works. I started to see victory. started to see change. I said, the reality of Christ became real. My faith in Christ became solid. Because now he became real. It's no more story you tell me in church. It's somebody I've known, known personally from what I see him do every day. That's Christianity for us. It's an interesting thing. Very, there's nothing more exciting than Christianity. You can't be dull as a Christian. You can't be blue monday as a Christian. Because God does new things every day. Very exciting things. You can't. Your testimony of last year is stale. You shouldn't have fresh ones. But we should know these things. That you have the life of God. You, you can't look at yourself differently apart from the way God looks at you. You can't identify yourself differently. Except from the, it's not humility to deny what God is saying. God said, I gave you my nature, I gave you my life. That is it. That's exactly what it is. That's the way you should look at yourself. That's why I should look at myself. He created us new. All things are passed away. All these, you know, ancestral things. Where do people get this thing? Which chapter and verse teaches all of this? The Bible says, oh, everything is passed away. Totally everything is gone. Ephesians 4.24. Put on your new nature, created to be like God. See what I'm saying? Tell yourself, I'm created to be like God. I didn't hear you. Created to be like God. If you believe this, start acting like God. Period. It's, it, there's, no, it's, there's no magic in these things. Jesus summarizes and says, look, it shall be to you according to your faith. If you believe I'm created to be like God, if you really believe you start acting like God in authority, it's not just a ethical something. Christianity is just not an ethical society. It's beyond ethical. If it's ethical society, you don't have to go to church to learn ethics. Good parents will teach you ethics. It's, it's beyond that. It's living in the supernatural power, in the realm of the spirit, where, where miracles happen every day. The Christian is a peculiar person. It's not, it's not an ordinary human being. Created to be like God. Say it one more time. I'm created to be like God. I want you to say it more. Come on. Say it with excitement. Come on. That's the battle. The devil doesn't want you to believe it. He wants you to look at yourself differently. And let me tell you again, if you see yourself differently, that's exactly what you'll be. You'll be struggling with everything. 
You will be struggling with everything. Created to be like God. He says you are truly righteous and truly holy. Now, without this new creation, you cannot live this life of God. That's what I'm like saying. You know, it's like a leopard. You can't tell a leopard to follow a shepherd. A leopard doesn't follow a shepherd. Doesn't. The only animal that can follow a shepherd is what? Sheep. A dog doesn't even follow a shepherd. A dog follows you because you keep giving them meat. If you want them to sit, you say sit. If he sits, you give him a piece of meat. If you don't give him for a long time, he stops sitting. That's how they train them. All these dogs and fishes that do things, you go and watch them. Once they do, you see the trainer putting something in their mouth. They are bribed to behave. A sheep will follow you, no bribery. The, the sheep is the only animal that has no defense, has nothing to fight with. The only person that defends it is the shepherd. So for, for, for a, a, a leopard to be able to behave like a sheep, you have to change that leopard, change the nature, and create that shepherd, leopard to be a sheep. That's what God did. Created us from evil nature, cut off the evil nature, changed us, did a spiritual thing. Only God knows what he did. Only God changed us and we became sheep. And so the Lord is now our what? Shepherd. So with this new creation, we can now follow. We're not the leopard we used to be. He said, can a leopard change this skin? He said, no, you can't change your spot. You are accustomed to behaving like animals. But here now, he changed us to sheep. Without that transformation, that leopard cannot Cannot follow the shepherd. It's not possible. Can't follow when you are bondage. Somebody in slavery can't. Because our, our slavery is a special type. We're just enslaved to, in this nature. Totally enslaved to this evil nature. So in this circumcision and new creation, we cannot do what God wants us to do. Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. Did you hear that? We are God's what? You see, when I hear Christians say, Pastor, I'm struggling with this and I can't stop it. I'm looking at that person and I say, are you born again? Because if you are born again, you are God's masterpiece. You have a nature that doesn't do that thing you're talking about. Doesn't do that thing you're talking about. The reason you're doing that thing you're talking about is that you have refused to believe what God said. The song has set you free and you are free, indeed, completely free. So Ephesians 2, 10, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we cannot do the things he planned for us longest time. We have this new nature. The sheep has come out of the leopard. God did that. God did that. Now, we have the life of Jesus, the nature of Jesus, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit with him. Anyone who is joined to Christ is a new being. That is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Is a new being. Is a new being. Is a new being, the old is gone, the new has come. 18, all this is done by God, who through Christ changed us from enemies into friends and gave us the task of making others his friends too. This is good news translation. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.13, for it is not from man that we draw our life. I read it yesterday. It is not from man we draw our life, but from God as we are being joined to Christ, the anointed one. And now he's our God-given wisdom, he's our virtue, he's our holiness, he's our redemption, he's our life. That's Christianity. Christ is our life. First John 3, 7. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this point. I'll tell you any other story. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous, verse 8. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. 
who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of what? To change, to remove this evil nature. Destroy it. Destroy this evil nature. Take it off. Cut it off. Give you new life. Join you to himself. To destroy, to destroy, to destroy. He said he came to destroy these works that the devil did through Adam. Destroyed everything. It's not to think it. No, no, he destroyed it. I said it yesterday. Jesus didn't come to make us better. He came to make us best. You can't be better than what Jesus made you. It's not possible. You can't have a life that is holier and better than the life of Jesus he has imparted in you. It's not possible. So he destroyed the works of the devil. Continue. Those who have been born into God's family now do not make a practice of what? Why? Because, read it with me, because, uh, you must read it with me, come on, because, I didn't hear you, because, because, that's the reason. Christ, my life, God's life, Christ is in them. So they can't keep on sinning now because they are now children of God. They are born again, born of the Spirit, born of God. They are children of God. The Bible says, don't let anybody tell you any other story here. You know, and this life is lived totally by faith. There's no struggle in this thing. Because it's Christ in us that is the hope of the glory. There's no struggle in this thing. It's not me, it's not you, it's Christ. It's Christ, it's Christ, it's Christ. In, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 23, before the way of faith is in Christ, before the way of faith in Christ was available, us, we were placed under God by the law. There was a time Christ was not here. Faith in Christ was not available. There was a time he hadn't come. There was no new life. Nobody had it. So we were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed, until Jesus was revealed. Let me put it in another way. This is Galatians 3, 24 I'm reading. Let me put it in another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. When Christ came, the law ceased to be our guardian. The Holy Spirit became our guardian. So all these churches that preach law, law, do, 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 do. I wonder what version of the Bible we read. And like I said yesterday, all these do, when we do, then we become this pride. Okay, let's be reading. Then verse 24. And now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. We don't. We don't. Christ is now our guardian. He's now the shepherd. He's now the spirit that guides you and me. It's the light we follow. And this is the new way now we serve God. It's being revealed to us. But the Bible says the just shall live what? By faith. Because it's through Christ we do all things. Through him we do all things. All things through him. You know, people don't know that I used to be a slave to anger. I don't know anybody in this church who was in my class. My mother used to say, God, why did you give me this type of uh, son? Because when I opened my mind, my mother will run, everybody will run. I mean, it was coming. I was so proud, telling the truth. I was so possessed with this anger thing. And it wasn't, it wouldn't take any, a drop of heart can make me angry. And I didn't control for a while. I just, because in the process, I must preserve my mind, which was extreme pride and foolishness. This thing was working in my life. Even when I got saved. Yeah, yeah. That's why God will bless her. I will pay another dowry for you. I'm not kidding you. She saw Pepe, this, this person. When I got saved, I asked her, I said, how did you live with this animal? So you live with me? I can't even live with this man. When God opened my eyes to see my life, I said, I can't, I can't live with this man. How did you manage to live with this man? That was my life. 
You know, people see me today, they don't know. They, they think pastor has always been like, no, it's not true. No. Even as a pastor, even as a pastor, I'm not kidding you. Because nobody taught me. The way of victory is through is the life Christ gave me. It's a gentle life. You don't have to struggle. If you trust him, he lives it through you. Just changes you himself. Takes you from glory to glory. You don't have to make effort. Nothing is required from us. Only believe and you shall see glory. Nothing. My sister in London is, is, is a brother. He says, sister will go to heaven straight. He's talking about. He said, I saw what you did to how. He says, he says, sister is going to heaven direct. <laughs> and he says, sister deserves anything you can do for her in this life. He said, because I saw you, brother. He said, but you have so changed too. <laughs> I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> so this new life is lived by faith. It's our new way of living. By total, complete trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Total, complete trust. Galatians 3.12, the word of faith is very different from the word of law, which says it is through obeying the law that the person has life, which what you hear in most churches being preached. And then we said yesterday that the taste of true faith is this Christ in us. That's the taste of genuine faith. It's not run all over the place. It's genuine faith. This, the Holy Spirit is a very good communicator. In first, Second Corinthians 13.5, 13, examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. How? How? Know you not your own self, so you don't understand you, how that Jesus Christ is what? See, if you don't know this, your faith is fake. Your faith is not in him. Your faith is in you. See, so you don't know Christ is in you. So examine your Where is your faith now? Is it the, the Christ in you, the hope of glory, or in something else that you're hoping to be? You're, I fast on the days I do all this, which is good, which is good, but that's not your hope of glory. Nothing takes the place of Jesus Christ, nothing, nothing at all. And I like the way um, the pa- Passion uh, Translation, since Pastor Uche preached on this and I've fallen in love with this version. Uh, the, 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 is it Passion? The Passion, yeah. It says, now, your souls will be strengthened and healed if you hold steadfast to your faith. Haven't you already experienced Jesus Christ himself living in you? If not, you are def- deficient. So your faith is deficient. If you haven't experienced Christ living in you, then can, this King James says, how that Christ is in you except you be reprobate. This is the true test of faith. And then Paul said, 1 Corinthians six fifteen. Are you following me? If I follow me, say amen. First Corinthians 6, 15. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? You see what Paul is saying to the church. So you people don't even know. Remember what we read? He said, is it that you don't know yourselves? He said, if you don't know yourselves and realize that Christ lives in you, say so a reprobate. A reprobate is somebody who is devoid of the truth. Now he said, Paul is asking, don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Don't you see yourself as part of Jesus? Should a man take his, his body, which is part of Christ, join to a prostitute? He said, can you take your body, which is part of Jesus, belongs to Jesus, and go and, and join it to a prostitute? He said, don't you recognize what you are doing? Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Can I hear amen? He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but not I. Christ is my life. He is the one living. Watch the language that Paul uses. He understood this thing very well. He said, Christ is the one living. But Christ liveth in me. He said, are you reprobate if you don't recognize Christ in you? 
your faith is deficient. Ephesians 5.29. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his what? Okay, you are right and I understand. For we are members of what? His body. What again? His flesh. And what again? So you are not different from him. That's what Paul is saying. We are joined to him, become one with him. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ lived with this example. You know that. That's the way he lived his life. He, he lived his life believing that he was one with the Father. Just, he said, he said as, as you and I are one, I want them to also be one with us. One. So let's watch what he did. John 10, 13. I and my Father are one. So you can say, I and Jesus were one. Now, John 14, 9. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is what? In me. The same principle. The same. So the reason you don't know the Father is that you don't believe that I am my Father, our one. If you see me, you see the Father. And they said to him, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority. This mouth is my Father that speaks. He uses it. He says, not my mouth. He uses it. I don't speak. He speaks. That's my Father. It's his body. He speaks. And he said, but the Father who dwells in me does this work. Does this work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father. He kept emphasizing this one point. Believe me, I'm the father. The father is in me. Believe me and my father were one. Believe it's my father doing this thing. I don't talk on my own. It's my father that talks. The mouth is his. My hand is his. Everything is his. He said, if you don't want to, okay, believe that. The, see the kind of life I'm living. See what. He said, believe for the work's sake now. See what my father is doing. The same way we are with Jesus. Galatians 3, 27. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on the character of Christ like putting on a new cloth. Putting on a what? A new cloth. Can I have that jacket? A new cloth. No, don't worry, I'm there. Putting on a new cloth. Putting on what? Now, just illustrating. What do you see? What do you see? The Bible said the day you came to Christ, the day you were baptized into Jesus, you put on Christ. You and he have become one. I didn't write it. That's the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I and my father were one. You and me, we are one. So you put on Christ. So if people see me, what will they see? That's what they see. This doesn't come by law. It comes by faith. Okay. Thank you. It comes by faith in Christ. Now we are called, will you believe this one if I tell you? You are called Christ. The Bible calls you Christ. I'm sure you're shocked. You'll be reading it every day. Look at uh, 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Then in the book of James, said you are called by his name. 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with who? Unbelievable. For what fellowship has what? Righteousness with what? Who is being called righteousness here? We Christians. And what communion had What? Light with what? Who is being called light? Christians. And what concord had what? 
who is being referred as Christ here, Christians, and Belial. And what part had he that, see, he's talking about he that believeth. It's the same, the same person that believeth is calling light, calling righteous, calling Christ, calling all these things. I'm not done. Verse 16. And what agreement had the temple of God? Who is the temple of God? See how the Spirit of God is describing the Christian. He that believeth the temple of God is light, is Christ. He is not darkness. He said, how can you come? It's a separate destiny. Separate destiny. You are not this. John 5, 19. So you can see how Jesus, you know yesterday we were talking about faith. Faith being a, a, a humble a humble dependence on God. When you say to God, you are God, I'm not. You recognize God. For all good things come from him. Your healer, your guide, your life, your everything. That's humility. Faith is a life of humility that depends on God 100%. And I told you yesterday, the Bible says if you come to God, you must believe that God is God. Is God. It says if you don't do that, you can't please God. It's impossible. Because what will make you please God is coming from that God. So let's look at Jesus chapter 5, John 5, 19. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus explained, I tell you the truth now. This is faith statement. Listen, I tell you the truth now. The son can do what? That's a statement of solid faith. That I can do nothing. That's the, that's the language of a Christian. Jesus said you can do nothing. So faith is a total humble dependence on God and saying, you can't do anything. You are my life, Christ. You are my all and all, everything. I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father. What is he saying? This life is run by him. He, he, he owns it. Whatever the father does, the son does. Remember what we said yesterday, your hand is not yours. That's what Jesus is saying. <laughs> this hand is not mine. It's my father that uses it. John 5, verse 30. I can do nothing on my own. Is that what he says? I judge as God what? As me. Therefore, my judgment is judged because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. This life is, is him. He owns it. It's him. Paul said the same thing in Galatians 3.20. I have been crucified with Christ. I, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. He said the taste of true faith. Unless you're a reprobate, is if you don't recognize Christ that lives in you. It says, Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. I come totally submit and, and, and trust him. It's not I that lives. It means I don't use, my hand is not my own. My heart is not my own. I'm not, I don't exist. This is his hand. This is his eye. This is his mouth. This is his leg. He uses it. So it's Christ is the one living now. So in order to live this kind of life, we must first of all acknowledge this truth that we're talking about, that we're one with Christ. We must acknowledge that Christ is our life. We must, must, must understand that we're joined to Jesus, that we're not separate from him. Page John 5.10. We must have this witness, brethren, of this new life within, this eternal life that God gave us. We must have this witness about it. Forget about the law. It's about eternal life. It's about eternal life. 1 John 5.10, he who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed this testimony. He has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. Verse 11, and this is the testimony. That God has given us what? Eternal life. 
That's the thing in the New Testament. Christ our life, eternal life. You see, this is God's testimony. That God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Continue. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. Verse 13. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may know that Christ is now your life, that you have the nature of God, that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. He, he, the Holy Spirit emphasizes this. I'm telling you this, this is belief because he's the only hope of glory you have. You don't have any other hope of glory. So you just, look, you got, we have to make up our mind. Believe you me, we have to make up our mind to stop being casual about the Bible. Stop using the Bible to do religion. It's not an ideal quiet time. You can do quiet time all you want to. You must go from this religious obligations to serious personal engagement with the Bible where God talks to you. When you have your notebook, my first pastor, Kumuyu, we read the Bible on his knees. You will need that. When he was saying all this, I, was, I said, why should he need that? I'm not saying you should need that. I'm not preaching. It's not a doctrine. I'm just trying to illustrate that this man realized that this is God talking. So you know, he, he will kneel down and say, Lord, they are talking. That's the way he read his Bible. I don't read it kneeling down. I don't. But I'm just trying to show you how much this man venerates that word, that he will kneel down read it. So when he was telling us these things, I didn't get it. You know, the Lord taught me one time. He said, if your pastor is teaching you something, if you don't understand it, don't argue yet. Say, keep growing. So you come to a point where your eyes will what? And you remember what he... A lot of things coming to us, it's now beginning to understand. And if you know when he said those things, the things he said about television, I didn't, I didn't get it. But now it's true. Absolutely true. Because I saw men that God used, Wiggle Swartz said, you don't bring even newspaper into my house. It has nothing to do with all those things. And God was using him to raise 10 people from the dead. God used him to convert millions of people in the whole world. He said, I don't have time for all those television. He said, he said, he said it's devil's listen. I don't, don't bring it to my house. Somebody came to his house with newspaper. He told the man, go out and drop it outside. So I don't have time for it. When Kumi was saying this, I didn't understand it. Well, again, don't touch your, t- don't say a pastor say it through. I didn't say So you don't fight with your husband. But I don't watch it. Since I stopped watching, I have more time devoted to studying Bible and <laughs> pray. I don't hear all this, all this political talk, blah, 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 people talk. God will give you the necessary information about your life, about your country, if you want to. God will give you information TV people will never give you. And he will position you and tell you what he's doing and now tell you what to do. So you become a partner with, Christ, with God. Other people who hear God don't argue politically. When you see them argue, you'll be looking at this one wondering where are they from. Because you know what God is uh, telling you and what he's doing. You have discussion with, he will say, he'll tell you the secrets of everything. I said it one time. I said, if you, if you devote your time to God, there is nothing that will happen in your family that is serious he will show you. Nothing. He will show people who will die before, before it comes. Before my father died, he showed it to me. He showed it to me. That father would. I said, Lord, I'm not ready. He said, what do you want? I said, extend this life. He did it for me. And I, immediately I traveled home. Immediately I got home, my, my mother called me. He said, do you know your father nearly died? I said, I said, wow. He didn't know that was why, why I came home. And when he now was going to die, the Lord now showed me, he said, he's going to die now. And she, she saw him too. And in, in our prayer, family prayer, we're just talking about something, about comfort. I said to them, something is going to happen in this family. All that the Lord is talking to us is, you know, uh, comforting us and you know, encouraging us. I said something. And the man passed away. 
There's nothing important in your life the Holy Spirit will not tell you. But your job, everything. Everything. He said, God sent him to show us things to come. Jesus said, I've told, told you everything because you are children. But if we don't devote our time to him and be doing religion, be doing religion. No? You join them everywhere. You gather, you're arguing politically. And you carry anger, carry everything. Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I? I told my uncle, my, my brother in Canada, I said, I said, the Lord told me something. He said, my plan for America, he said, there are people I've revealed it to and I've stationed them and I've anointed them to pray through. He said, not every Christian will be part of it. He said, not everybody. He said, I, can't, I don't talk to everybody about everything. Only those who follow me. He said, brother, I know you're right. I said, I'm telling you the truth. It's not everybody that can pray effectively for America unless you're anointed for it. Can I hear amen? So what I'm saying is that we should make time for the Bible. Decide that the Bible is God talking to you and give it the reverence it requires. Have somewhere you write it. Have somewhere you know. How can God be talking to me and I'm not jotting it down? What respect is that? The greatest teacher, the Spirit of God is teaching me and I have nowhere I'm I, I don't. I don't care about it. Tomorrow I forget everything. You must decide that the Bible must guide you. I keep saying it from this pulpit. Don't follow people. Oh, a lot of people are backsliding. You don't know. They are still doing the same thing, the same church, church, church. It's all formality now. Inside is empty, nothing. Acts 17, 11. And the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They saw the scripture day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. That's what every Christian should do. Search for the truth. You know, one time the Lord said to me, I said, the Lord, you're giving me so much revelation. He said, you know what I said? No. He said, because you don't read the Bible, you'll search for the truth. He said, if you're searching, you will find it. He said, you're searching for the truth. He said, that's why you find it. Ephesians 5, 17 to 19 teaches us that the life of Christ manifests only by faith in him. It's faith that draws that life out. That it's not a fault, it's faith. Ephesians 3, 17 to 19. Then back, I'm again reading TPT. Pastor Richard, thank you for that TPT. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. See what he's saying? By constantly using your faith, constantly, not today and tomorrow. No, constantly using your faith, living by faith, trusting Christ. The life of Christ will be released deep inside you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Do you know what an altar is? An altar is from where a spirit does something. It means your life becomes divine altar from where he does stuff. If you have a demonic altar, it's from where demons act, from where they act. It says, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. So all this anger thing will go, they go away. I can't remember the last time I was angry. I can't remember. <laughs> Somebody came to me and said, your, your daughter, my granddaughter, I love my children. Yeah, Ogem, I love my children. I called Ogem. He said, he said what, what do you mean, Ogem? <laughs> How do you explain that? <laughs> Why calling me Ogem? <laughs> so my granddaughter, Amara, Somebody came and said, your granddaughter is asking people, has anybody seen grandpa mad? So I've never seen grandpa mad. She was asking people, has anybody seen? 
He said, I see grandpa may not agree with something, but I've never seen grandpa mad. And he said, man, he came to me, he said, pastor, that's a good testimony. You are living for this game. I'm telling you. We must believe the same things that Christ believes. So the two can work together. We just have to believe the same things, the same things that Christ believes. Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You must believe the same things Jesus believes. Then this reality of this new man be going to manifest. Ephesians 4.20. Ephesians 4.20. Am I communicating? Ephesians 4.20. But that isn't what you learned about Christ now. Since you have heard about Jesus, I have learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off your old sinful nature. Your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and decision. Instead now, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. It is when you begin to renew your thoughts, I know it's about eternal life, about faith in Christ. It's not about religion. It's not about religion. No. It's not about religion. You know, my, my brother in Lagos, my brother came. Lord, I won't say this one. Because I, I started to cry. Verse 23, Ephesians 4:23. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Let your thinking change. See yourself as somebody who has the Spirit of God in him, the nature of God in him, the life of God in him, join to Christ, become one with him, somebody who has put on Jesus Christ. Then you see, you can do whatever Jesus did because you have put him on, you are one with him. In um, John 14, 12, very, very, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. Greater works than these shall you do, because I go unto my Father. In Matthew 10, 7, as you go preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is what? At hand. Then verse 8, what did he say we should do in verse 8? Can you put up verse 8, please? Matthew 10, verse 8. Okay, let me read it from here. Matthew 10, verse 8 says, Number one, do what? I didn't hear you. Number one, do what? How many sick have you healed? None. Zero. You know, a lot of people, their prayers are not answered. And they don't mind. They don't care. They don't mind. They want to find out from God. Why? Raise the dead. Cure those with leprosy. Cast out demons. Many people have cast out demons. One time, why? Somebody, I think somebody brought something, you know, in Ajegule, we were in church planting the church in Ajegul. I think somebody came with a juju or something. I don't know. You know, they do a lot of juju there, that place. So I said, I don't know how it happened, but I realized it was there. And then immediately, I think I picked it up. And then immediately I picked it up. All the people in the front chair ran away. It's Christian, so <laughs> I took it from the man. Immediately I took it from the man. What I saw, they ran. These are believers. They were running, running from red cloth. And the, and the rabbit foot. Yeah, right. So where are running from? Okay, me that took it. Christians. If I put red cloth here, some people will run. If I put rabbit foot in one chair here now, some people will jump up right now. They're outside. You know what we did? The, the church sat in Sabo. Uh, Pastor Fashati was sharing with me. He said, I used it to preach. The, the man that gave us the thing was one of the most dangerous native doctors in Lagos. It was noon. It was no gave us the building. What there was no place to can get. He gave us free, and we took. Every time we come to church, he will put juju at the door, boldly. You were there. Now. He will tie the apple, and I, when we come, I will laugh. I take it, put somewhere. 
for whole service. After service, I say, let's put it back for him. Because we're paying nothing. We don't have money. We just started. So we put it back for him and go. He was there. Seven of his wives got saved. Seven. His, his son became so, God so they wanted to be a mission. The church grew, grew outside. To the, the man would be, come and be looking at us like, that. come and just take the thing. I said, we don't have money. We just started. They gave us free. So <laughs> if you throw it away, it might drive us away. Paul said, there is none that is God except one. No. No. Person joined with Christ. You say you know these things. You know these things. Kill the sick, crazy dead, cure those. You do what Jesus does. You're one with him. <laughs> you're one. The Bible called you Christ, light, temple of God, all those wonderful names. Like, act like it. Seated with Christ in heavenly places. No, it's not just what you talk in church. It's a fact. It's a total fact. I was sharing with my, 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 my wife and my daughter, Jess, I think some time ago. I was sharing with them, I think the life stage. I said, when, when the devil tricks you, and defies you. He pulls you from your place of glory to a place of shame. He does it by sin. He insults you. I say, if he does that, if he insults you, I say, sin degrades a Christian. You seated in, in the character of Christ, the glory of God is his nature. How can you allow the devil push you down? Jesus said, this thing defiled the man. Say, number two, if he convinces you you are not where you should be, and he makes you think you are where he is, you come down to where he is, he will trample on you. It's in that position of authority that he's under your feet. And I hear amen. Do you catch what I'm saying? You don't come down from there. You don't. You don't listen to the devil. I'm seated here, you're under my feet, period. Once I was casting out demons in Lagos, oh, these demons are not going. I said, I said, the reason I'm talking is because I'm sitting here. I said, I'm going to sit down like your boss, cross my leg, and one minute you must go. I, through through, I sat down, crossed my leg. I said, I'm, I, I'm bigger than you. I'm seated with Christ. I said, before I count three, in Jesus' name, get out of here. The thing, boom, left. He wanted me to come down and we start crawling together, running all over the chairs. I don't have time for that. Faith in his name works 24 7. Can't stand that. Can't. Church, can I hear amen? Ephesians 2 5. Even when we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, and had raised us up together. I'm seated where he is seated. There is no other place because I'm joined with him. I am one with him. Seated up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Can I hear amen? That's why we are seated when we were 170, they came to shut down our church because we violated all the laws. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. We did it out of ignorance. So the, the fire marshal came. He was very furious. He said, you, have, you don't have no sprinkler. You have no this. You have no that. So I'm going to shut you down. Eh? He was so furious. I couldn't even put in a word. Oh, he was angry. He entered, immediately he entered the church. He stood. He said, oh my God. Oh my God. Pastor, what did I say? What did I say? Why was, I saying, why was I saying all those things? You know God can strike me dead. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, Pastor, you, this thing is not easy to do. You people are doing well. Doing well. So you are doing well. <laughs> I'm not making this up. They signed pep, a, a, approval for fire. Pested it there. Listen to the same man. He said, Pastor, anybody that bothers you in no range, you have my phone, call me. And he laughed. Seated. Don't let the devil intimidate you. You are seated. Hi. You are what? Seated. Where Christ is. Don't shake. Don't move. 
stay there. As long as you're there, he is under your feet. He wants you to come there, down there, come out from there where he is and think like normal human. No. I am joined to Christ. We're seated. We're seated. We're seated. And we have access to God. If I'm, if I'm put on Christ, if I show up before God, what does God see? He called me Christ. He said, I'm the temple of his spirit. When I come, he sees his son. Have I said to God? And then I am blessed with every blessing that Jesus has. Do you know we are equal hairs with Christ? Joint hairs means equal. You don't believe this, but that's Bible. I'm, I'm just summarizing these things because of time. Can I, am I, are you okay? Are you okay? Can I continue? Can I hear amen? amen. Are, you, are you getting anything at all? Romans 8, 17. And if you then, then hairs, hairs of God, joint hairs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. We are joint hairs. We are hairs of God because we are his children. We are joint hairs with Christ because we are equal hairs of every. Christ, has, Christ says, all yours are mine. And we too can say to God, all yours are what? Mine. But if you don't know, you won't go take what is yours. You'll be begging God. God is beggar, beggar, beggar prayer that people beg. Beggar, beggar, beggar. Do you know this church you belong to? You've never done anything that we have money for. I don't know how to do things that I have money for. I've never done anything we have money for. When we went to 170, we didn't have money to pay what, the down payment, 300,000. We didn't have it. And then we were going to, we were going to close. We were going to put down, put down 300,000. We didn't have it. I didn't even pray about it. There are things I don't bother about. Because it's God's work. I said to the Lord, you'll pay it now. I said, you'll pay it. I said, you'll pay it. I know you. You'll pay it. You're bigger than that money. Shortly before we closed, money started coming from everywhere. Somebody gave us 100,000. In fact, that, that, that 100,000 that completed the 300,000, before then, we didn't have a penny. When we bought here, we didn't even have 1,000, 2,000. Esther is a council now. You people know what I'm, you are there now. We didn't have money now, and they said we put down 800,000. I laughed. See, this, see that building we, we, we sold? The people buying it wrote us and said, your building is contaminated and cannot be sold. Our lawyer wrote us and said, it's contaminated and cannot be sold. They said that building, and they sent us all the documents that it is contaminated and that we can't sell. It's unsellable, including our own lawyer. You can call Obika, and when I got there, I said, Obika, this is the voice of the devil. I said, this building will be sold in two weeks. I said, all of them out. Lawyer, everybody out. They're speaking for Satan. I said, God will make a way where there's no way. I said, this building, write that lawyer. Tell him, I said, two weeks' time was closed. We are done with your service. These people who want to buy, get out. Give them their money. Go, go, go. Within seven days, the same people that wrote us and said, this is impossible, wrote us and said, this is closing date. The same people. The same lawyer wrote and said, can you people come and we're closing so, so, so date. I don't know you got what I'm telling you. The same, not another people. They wrote us and said, oh, we're closing now. And they gave us a date. They said, we need to close quickly. We need to buy that building. The same lawyer said, our, our, our buyer wants to close. I said, we, we, what, we close now. We want to sell it. Close. Close. But when the devil brought that news, if I have said yes, up to now, I won't be sold. Because we need your cooperation to operate. But I said, no, two can work together. Say so if they agree, I'm not agreeing with you. 
I am seated with Christ. We reign on earth. We decide what God, we decide. Oh my, you don't have the authority you have. Somebody shout hallelujah. The day we dedicated there, first square came here and brought me a plaque. You know what they wrote there? Faith. Another one, love. It's in my house. Faith. They told me, say, this is work of faith. Every blessing that Jesus has, have it. Oh, is that all the amen you can say? I'm not, I'm not teaching again. I didn't hear any of that. You have to, come on, you have to encourage me now. And I say, every blessing that Jesus has, what? You have. I, yes, the Lord came to me and said, you don't even believe what you preach. I said, well, I don't. He said, yeah. He said, if you believe that I'm your life, I'm the same with you, why do you allow things that doesn't happen to Jesus to happen to you? So why don't you resist them, throw them out? Anything that doesn't happen to me cannot have a place in your life. Because we are one. You say, you can stop them. I say, no. This body is brought by Christ. It's brought by Jesus. It belongs to Jesus. You don't touch it. Out you go. He said, don't accept things that anything you see in the Bible that didn't happen to me can't happen to you. So we reign on earth. Terminal force reign on earth. Reign in Christ. We decide. Don't let them decide for you. Stop talking. Oh. Stop saying, oh. you know, some people talk to me. I don't, I don't like hearing negative. If, if you start talking negative, I start dodging you. I think my son can copy it from me. I start dodging you because I don't like, I don't, I don't like things like that. If you, if you start talking things of faith, I come close to you because it excites me. If you start talking things of the devil, the devil did this, I don't want to hear about it. My wife told me, that. he said, you know, ah, he said, that's your laptop. That, he said, the devil, I said, no, 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 I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, but they don't hear the voice of the stranger. I want to hear. Don't tell me about them. I said, all things work together. Let me tell us a story. And I read something for us at that close. <clears throat> Introducing spiritual jams into your lives and polluting others. What the devil wants to do is to pull you down from your place of glory. To a place of shame. What sin gives you glory? Something brings shame. All this lying, gossiping, all those mundane, useless things. Nothing, nothing gave, insulted me in life like anger. That thing is terrible. The things I said, the way I acted, the arrogance in it, the arrogance in it, unbelievable. It's demonic. Nothing disgraced me in this my life like it. When it comes, you don't even know. You start talking. Baka, baka, baka. You think you're right. You can't even think again. It degraded me so much, insulted me so much. I don't know anything that we do that's evil that is glorified. Does anybody know? No. So there was a pastor who was very sick and went to see his doctor. After examining him, the doctor said, there was nothing wrong with you, pastor. He was now just simply exhausted from working hard, you know, and then serving the Lord. So he was totally, totally exhausted. So the doctor invited him to go to the movies to relax with them. Listen to this. He asked the doctor a question. When you go into the theater to operate, do you wash your hands? The doctor said, of course, because if I don't, I will kill them. <laughs> I'll bring infection. And the pastor asked, and all your staff and nurses, do they wash their hands? The doctor said, of course, everybody must wash their hands. If they don't, they will introduce germs, and that will kill those people. The pastor said to him, I can't follow you, for these eyes are not mine. It does not behold iniquity. These eyes are not mine. It does not behold what? Iniquity. I can't follow you. It, don't, it doesn't behold iniquity. It is Jesus' eyes. Then listen to this. And besides, if I follow you, 
I will introduce spiritual germs to my life, and it will kill me and kill those that I pray upon, like you, doctor. I will keep away germs so I don't infect people. Hebrews 12, 15. Watch over, watch over each other to make sure that no one misses the revelation of God's grace. And make sure no one lives with a root of bitterness sprouting within them, which will only cause trouble and poison the heart of many. A doctor with unwashed hands will poison the patient and the theater, kill him, kill people. When you allow the spiritual germs of this thing that's not the nature of God. The Bible says you poison people with it. Poison your family, poison people. You keep poisoning people with it. That man said, I can follow you, sir. His eyes are not mine. It doesn't behold iniquity. If I behold iniquity, iniquity will come in. It's like jam. I'm touching jam, it will come. It will poison me and poison people that I preach to. I will kill them. This is what somebody wrote. Let your life illustrate the glory of my presence within you. You are a conduit of my Holy Spirit, a releaser of heaven to earth, a releaser of heaven to earth. Don't allow yourself to become stagnant by resisting what I want to do through you. You are meant to follow me, to, be the, to do the impossible by the limitless power of my spirit alive inside of you. My nature has become your nature. When, when, when you live in harmonious union with me, continuously aware of my voice within you, you do things many others neglect to do. Sometimes I remind you of someone you normally don't think about because they need prayer or a friend to reach out to them. Other times you will see an unfamiliar face somewhere and be drawn to them. Even though you don't know them, let my compassion flow through you. They may need prayer, a smiling face, or a moment of, to connect to someone. When you make yourself available to me, paying attention to the thoughts and ideas that arise within you, then acting on them, you are working in unity with me. God bless you.